hello, hello! How's it going, folks? I'm coming at you today from my happy place, which is up the hill behind my house, above or in Longlash Forestry. I haven't been up here for ages, and it's really nice. I just, just love this place. But to get here, as you might hear, I'm a little bit out of breath. I have to go up rather a steep hill. And, you know, life being what it is, I tend to say, well, that's too much effort. I will walk the flat Glenkiln farm track, which is what I've been doing every morning for the past fortnight, which is in itself fantastic. My daily tracking seems to be working. I've been out every day, except Saturday last week because I was was busy with other things, but this is a result, folks. This really is a result. And to get me up this hill, my brow's sweating because I'm wearing my woolly bonnet. That's exercise right there. If I can do that, if I could schedule that just two times a week, that would be fantastic. Let's not go for the all or nothing, every day or no days kind of thing, which is my usual slant. Let's go for two times a week. And let's just say we'll go as far as the one tree, which is about halfway up. And uh, I've been taking photos of that tree. It's a rowan tree. It's a bit off the path. I've been taking photos of it for years now on my phone from the same position with the idea of doing a time lapse, but I've never actually done it. I should do that, shouldn't I? Interestingly, uh, one of my friends, Ben, a fellow photographer, he comes up here a lot because you get some fantastic views across Holy Isle from the top. And I was talking to him the other day, I was going down the hill to do the Boring Flat farm track. He was coming up here with his camera. And we met just outside my house, had a wee blether. But on the way up the hill today, I found a pen. It's golden colour and it's got a fox on the top. And I know that Ben's favourite animal, in fact, I might go so far as to call it an obsession, is the fox. So I sent him a picture. He said, is this yours? He's like, no way. He was really quite miffed at having lost that. So we have a reunification coming up. Speaking of which, I have been talking with Ben last week. We both came to the same conclusion at the same time that we would like to start a podcast together, a photography podcast. So we're going to have our first recording session next week and we're both really excited about it. I think this is going to be good for me because... Okay, let me go into this week and see if I can give you some context. As you know, if you've been listening, I've been using paper planners and pens in an attempt to take control of my life and get myself off the computer and also to indulge my love of stationery. So it's a win in all ways. And, of course, with the dog walking, it's just one example of how it's working. It really is. The mental health benefits of this are 
think cannot be overemphasised. It's going to be huge for me. And it's going to increase my productivity, I'm quite sure of that. But to my week, well, part of my week has been taken up in the evenings with planning my planning, right? I've never used paper planners before. I've never used bullet journals before. And so I'm having to learn how to do that. It's not taken a huge amount of time, but it's taken a little bit of planning. It's planning that I'm enjoying. But besides that, most of my week has been taken up in the kitchen, which now seems to have become my office, with my new MacBook Pro and my old MacBook Pro. So I've got two screens. And I'm sitting there working on content, working on my business, working, 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 right? And it's great fun working, really enjoying it. Yesterday I set up a Facebook page for the social media consulting. I've got a LinkedIn page now for it. And last night I populated a basic website just so that I've got something there that people can see. I've drafted and had approved a letter of engagement for crofters and I'm halfway through drafting a proposal for Ian Finlay at Brand F. So it's been a really productive week. So this morning I got up, I saw yesterday Ilana had posted some photographs of Lady of Avenel and she was away yesterday at a Visit Scotland conference and their campaign this year is West Coast Waters and the excitement that was coming through Ilana's messages was was palpable it was really really nice to, to hear that so when I got up this morning I saw that she'd posted a bunch of photos with the new hashtags that she's asked that I use and the engagement was was phenomenal. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, the the imposter in me makes me think, well, how come the stuff I'm posting isn't getting that kind of engagement? But I think I'm mentally strong enough now to dismiss that. I mean, firstly, we're on the same team, so a win for Elan is a win for me, and vice versa. But... My posts have actually been getting engagement. And, you know, I can learn from what she's doing. And it's all good, right? So, I think part of the mental strength that I'm feeling now in my life is is enabling me to see positivity in everything. Whereas, when I'm not feeling at my best... Any little thing like that really can give me a big knock. So this is great. My planning's working. My business planning is underway, shall we say. I'm getting exercise. The eating routine's slightly better. One of my weekly, no, daily trackers, I've called No Biscuits. (laughs) So... Of the last, let me say, month, I have been indulging in sweets and biscuits. 
And for those that don't know, I'm type 2 diabetic. And so it's kind of self-destructive behaviour. I had an appointment before Christmas with the diabetic clinic. And my my glucose was 7.1, my HbA1c, which is too high. So they increased my metformin from 1 in the morning to 1 in the morning, 1 in the evening. Trouble was, I kept forgetting the evening one. And this is partly because you take it with food. And my nighttime eating pattern, well, let's just say it's not a pattern. It's terrible. So I was skipping the pill, I was forgetting. Wasn't on top of my game at all. I had another clinic last week. And I got the results this week. And my HbA1c was up to 7.4. So it's actually gone up. Now, of course, scheduling an HbA1c test after Christmas is kind of kind of nuts, really. But I did say this year I wasn't going to indulge at Christmas, and I did. So that's a fail. But we shall not regret the past. Nor wish to shut the door on it. So it's gone up a bit, and the diabetic nurse said what's going on here so I explained I was honest said yes I haven't been behaving my best and I've been forgetting to take the evening pill so I now have a tracker in my paper journal where I can tick a box and it seems so simple but so far this week it's been working and yesterday was my first day of no biscuits I mean that actually means no biscuits no sweets I'm having bread I've decided I'm going to have the bread Hmm. I was paleo for a long time when I was first diagnosed I got put on a whole bunch of meds statins and ACE inhibitors and metformin and antidepressives and I just got fed up with it one day and stopped taking all of them against the doctor's advice and started following Chris Cresser who's a, a paleo uh, nutritional professory type person and I read his cholesterol course I studied his paleo books I read some other paleo books and I went full on paleo but not f- full on full on because I was still having dairy basically I dropped out the glutens and the simple carbs and I lost a shed load of weight and it worked tremendously well and I did it for a year thereabouts and then I started to slip and to be honest I've been slipping on and off and on and off ever since for the past probably six years and I don't know I I like bread I like pizza, I like pasta. So I've kind of decided that I'm going to have those things with the metformin and some exercise and just see what happens. Because, you know, cooking paleo for me, pasta meals for the family, it was... It just basically meant I wasn't cooking anything for anyone. And my life was becoming kind of unmanageable because it'd get to seven at night and the kids would say I'm hungry what are we having I'd be like I don't know 
and I hadn't planned anything ever. So I think meal planning will get easier if I decide that I'm going to eat the same as the kids. I've got a vegetarian wife, which throws another spanner in the works, and an autistic son, yet another spanner. <laughs> so meal times is a real, a real challenge and a real struggle. And to be honest, I don't really know how to get around it. I do understand that time is a big factor. Scheduling the time and planning. I have tried it, but only half-heartedly. Didn't really work, so... If anyone's got any tips, give me a shout, because it really would... Not only would it help me, it would help the family. Here's an interesting observation. When we went away at Christmas, we stayed... Well, we didn't stay with. We had dinner with some really good friends of ours three nights in a row at their house. And they cook good meals, proper meals, Italian-style meals. My, one of the, well, let's just call her Mary Christina, for that's her name. She is of Italian extraction, and she's learned to cook, I think, from her mother. And her kitchen is her her space, you know. And just to see the family involved in the cooking, to see the big dinner table that they have, all nicely laid. I mean, they did do a fancy meal one night, but the other two nights was just kind of, here's what we're having, come and join us. And it was phenomenal. And Hamish, my autistic son, ate pretty much what was given him. And that doesn't happen with us at home. So, I took inspiration from that, and it has kind of worked a little bit. I think it's partly because Hamish is becoming a little bit more willing to try things. So, that, coupled with a little bit of planning, it seems to be working. It's just a case of getting the plan working properly, you know. He's a creature of routine, and I think an evening routine and even something like Monday nights this night, Tuesday nights that night, I think that could work for him and for me. So we'll see. That's where we are. So today's Friday. It's absolutely gorgeous, this walk. <laughs> I came up here, I think the most memorable walk I ever had up here was just after my mum died and I came up here listening to Genesis I think it was the live album from 2007, which was a concert I went to in Brussels with my AA sponsor. And I've had a love affair with Genesis Music since 1986, I want to say, when Invisible Touch came out, because that was my my first ever concert was Genesis 1986 at Hamden. And so walking up here with that music just... You know, in a in an emotionally raw state, it was just outstanding. It was life changing in some ways, you know. And yet, when I'm sitting home, and I feel like staying home, but I know I've got to take the dogs up, I sh- I can say to myself, I can do this. I can say, remember that joy and elation that you felt when you were up that hill remember it and get yourself out doesn't work I still don't get out 
it's weird isn't it it's, is it human nature is it my nature I don't know so that's me for today I know that I'm sitting on another two of these you won't know that but I know that I've got another two of these recorded at home which I haven't put out yet I need to get on that this is part of the because I'm sitting in the kitchen working all day it's it's challenging to get to personal projects like this so I need to figure that out anyway that's enough for today hope you all have a great week or a great weekend and I will speak to you all again very soon thanks for listening bye